Welcome to the History After Dark podcast. Not for the faint-hearted, History After Dark gets spicy, digs in the dirt and talks about topics not suitable for the dinner table. All with a big dose of humour and the odd swear word or two. So put in your headphones and enjoy this alternative look at history with your hosts. Philippa Brule from British History. Dr Cat from Reading the Past. And Catherine Brooks, the Tudor Tracker. Let's start off, start as we mean to go on, on our profile, calling bullshit on lies and myths from history, because there are a few. And I'm hoping if you have any, by the way, pop them in the comments. We will do our best to um, to, to catch them as they scroll up. Evening, everyone. I can see everyone joining. Thank you so much. And thank you again for coming over to history dot after dot dot. <laughs> and uh, liking and liking our uh, uh, our history after dark profile so cool right where do we want to start does anyone either of you two ladies want to kick off i can't remember how we came up with this idea um, uh, we came up no we came not. up with it i think i think i started ranting um <laughs> which is uh not an unfamiliar situation um and I, I i blame having had covid over christmas um honestly my rage is the first thing that came back and my empathy is trickling back in so (laughs) um I think we were we were on a zoom chatting and I just started kicking off about stuff that I hear regularly in a history content context things that um irritated me that I've heard uh I think the first one I said was when people claim that they are a direct descendant of Anne Boleyn direct Mm-hmm. descendant mm-hmm. and I and I and I just think I don't know where you got where you got your maths from or how you think <laughs> descendant or what you think descendant actually means um but it ain't that <laughs> not that I've got um, a feeling someone's making a lot of money out of some people telling them that they're direct descendants of people because of course no matter if you, as far if you go far enough back you are the descendant of a lot of people and a lot of people are descendants also of that same person mm, <laughs> if you go mm. far enough back and it's not that far is it it's like I think um we're all descendant if you're of, like British origin but of like Edward the third or somewhere it's really not um yeah I think it's Edward the third because obviously the oh. population was a lot smaller then and he was a bit of a man whore wasn't he that's a, so. that's actually the polite way of putting it yeah um, history <laughs> yeah. nerdette has got the elizabeth the first was a man myth does the that, busy yeah. boy story is uh mm. it also gives me the rage um <laughs> the rage equal, the equally rage. um things like when people talk about how elizabeth the first was pregnant and had a child mm. uh, while queen well while being queen, while under that level of scrutiny, and I just think to myself, here are all of the reasons why you are wrong. Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> How many reasons do you want? I have that many. Yes. You will sit beside me and I will tell you all of the ways that you are wrong until <laughs> one of us cries. <laughs> and it will be you. And the it other one you came you. up with as well was um, Henry VIII had syphilis. That's one that abounds. no matter. Mm. And I found people all say that to me. And you kind of, you don't want to be the smart ass. Well, you do a bit, but you also don't want to be that person who's going, well, no, I know more about the Tudors than you, so I'm going to say this sort of thing. But when you go, oh, well, well no, actually, uh, we know that that's not true. They get really cross, don't they? People get very, very cross People get you. very bought into the 
idea, uh, they're, they're what they believe, what they've been told, what seems to make sense. And so they they take it in and, and then it then it takes a lot to undo mm. something. Like that. And the thing with the syphilis thing, it's like, well, obviously, you know, it seems to make sense to someone who's not medically trained, not, <laughs> you know, because, you know, yes, he struggled to have uh, it, it, on the face of it. Yeah, he struggled to have many live children, but it doesn't actually. I mean, also, how much, much syphilis, how much syphilis, does syphilis affect your capacity to have live children. I mean, it, it affects your capacity to have healthy children, but there are mm. plenty of people who are born with congenital syphilis. The graveyards of London are full of people who show signs of congenital syphilis. It is not necessarily something that prevents you from having children. So I don't know mm. where that's come from. Mm. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of myths sure. around. I'm just thinking there's a lot of myths around sex. Actually, you're just saying then about like syphilis and I, I found one when we were, I was looking for ones to debunk um, the Catherine the Great story. The, so I know this isn't this isn't British, but we're in the History and Culture Club, so we can go a little bit wider um, that she died um, having sex with a horse. Did you know that yes. one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that that's another one. I think like the Bisley boy that for me is just straight misogyny. Like she, oh, it's, she's it's she's totally so depraved. She does down. this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And yet she's, yeah, well, she didn't. She died of a stroke. So it's like, <laughs> which my smutty mind's like, well, that could mean a number of things. <laughs> oh, you know, some no. would say, well, that, that happened because she was having sex with a horse. Correct. No, what was she stroking? Well, what? well, apparently, apparently, and I've only got one source for this. So I'm, oh, it's, I'm early, not... it's early doors for this level. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it. I got it to sex with horses straight away. I'm so sorry. But they, um, <laughs> apparently she did take a string of young lovers. So maybe she was happy at the time. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose young stallions. I mean, oh. with a smile on your face and a, and a oh, that's it. steed between your legs. Why not? <laughs> there's worse, there's worse ways to go, I'm what sure. What a way. Exactly. I found it interesting. It's like, you know, you've got this lady who had... Who, who reigned in her own right she was I think she was the wife of the so she should, so her son should have been come regent but she it was only little so she said nah anyway persuaded them persuaded the this is in Russia so um, I'm afraid I don't know much about it um but ruled in her own right and then and, and, and expanded the 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 country brought in sort of westernized culture and I suppose you could argue maybe they're trying to argue in this that's advancement but then she dies and it's like she shagged horses. <laughs> Let's remember her for that. For Just that make reason. It up. For make that it up. reason. Yeah. No, there's, no yeah. there's, there's a couple of things here. Firstly, Debbie is um, saying hello from Italy. Hello. How oh, very lovely. You're going to be jealous, Philippa. She's in Italy. Sorry, from Italy. Oh, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's me or you froze then. Oh, ciao. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I, I am very jealous because I, I normally go to Italy. Normally. Uh, well, I was constantly. trying to get to Italy. I'm constantly going to <laughs> constantly Italy. Constantly Italy. Yeah. But once a month, um, a year, perhaps, but that's not happening. There, there was a couple of people that scrolled further up, and I can't remember what they both are, but someone said about um, Henry's personality changing after he had his jousting accident. Okay. That's a big one in more recent mm. years, isn't it? He was a really I, nice guy, and then he had a jousting accident, and all of a sudden he was a psychopath. Yeah. So that, that kind oh, of... Pienza. Pienza. Oh, my goodness, Debbie. Right. I am jealous. Philippa's on her way. <laughs> 
I mean, with the inboxing you straight off for a Hollywood. So you're. How do you pronounce? Say you're. You're ra. Say you're ra. Cornwall's amazing though. I love Cornwall. I'd like to go to Cornwall more. But yeah, um, yeah. The, I, with the Henry thing again, mm. with this ch- supposed to change, supposed to change of personality. I think we've talked about this before. Where when someone does something, or there's a big that's cat- that's horrendous and right, really difficult for us to explain, or there's a massive event, we want a massive reason. Mm. So it's like, no, oh, yeah, Henry fell off a horse and he got smacked in the head. And um, so therefore he became a psychopath. <laughs> Easy. Case closed. That's it. We're all done now. So Evie's, Evie's in Australia. And once upon English, she's in France. We're international. We are international. <laughs> I mean, with the whole Henry has the head injury and it changes personality. For me, it's not that far out of the realms of what a tbi could do Mm. that i i it's not like henry has syphilis for me i don't think it's the be all and end all of why he is the way he is he has a number of health complaints that kick on from you know having malaria twisting Mm. his ankle probably having type 2 diabetes, whatever, whatever it might the jousting, the previous jousting injury where he gets a, a, a lance to the eyebrow. Mm. I, I do think that how it's, I don't believe the whole he's unconscious for two hours, um, oh. that because mm. you'd be dead. <laughs> but I do believe that he f- fell off a horse in full armour and then that fully armoured horse fell on top of him. And that mm. is going to have an effect. Um, even if it it leaves you in chronic pain that makes mm. you into somebody who is very angry, I don't no, think I it re- makes him. Yeah. I think he's already a tyrant. I think he was a, he was a tyrant from childhood, but mm. I think that that what happens is that the as with all abusers, he had light and shade, and I think that after that big accident, the light just dims. Um, I'm just going to catch a mad journalist. She's in Greece, but she doesn't like it. So that's, that's supposed to make us feel better. <laughs> I'm, I I'm not sure if we're going to struggle slightly, slightly on the sympathy front there. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. No. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't like um, yeah. The, the, I actually, I remember, I don't know if I did a video or a blog quite a while ago about Henry VIII, because mm. it occurred to, about and him being in pain and there's no other to my mind at that time when I wrote the blog, I was like, there's no other explanation actually needed. There might be something else going on, absolutely. But do we really need anything else? And at the time I was recovering from years of back pain that I didn't think I could ever get rid of. And so I hadn't realized how much pain I was in until it started, until it went basically. And it, and it mm. was a process to get rid of it. But it's just, a, and, it, and I can tell you, that I was here up to literally here at all times. I wasn't sleeping. I didn't know I wasn't sleeping because it was what I was used to. I was emotional. I was easy to anger. I was easy Paranoid. to upset. It, yeah, everything because you have, yeah. you know, if you imagine, you know, you, you have this much left to do anything and everything and, mm. um, and deal with life. And I just think, yeah, he could just have been in pain. And yes, of course, the accidents were horrendous. They would have, um, they would have, uh, yeah, given him something to uh, to be in pain about. We've missed a few comments, so I'll just, uh... I saw I saw one question um, further up about uh, uh, 
whether Anne Boleyn was guilty of the crimes that she was accused and convicted of uh, mm. and or whether Henry's head injury was to blame. Uh, if I may, I'll jump in on my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Queens who commit adultery, when Anne is convicted, that's not treason. Her co-accused are treasonous because it's treason to sleep with the wife daughter or future wife of a king or prince of wales so the men are guilty of treason and will be executed but a a sexually incontinent queen that's not treason Mm. so what she's convicted of she is convicted of treason and the only thing in the in the accusations that i think could potentially even remotely have possibly happened is when she is joking joking with um Norris and she's Mm. talking about whether he's going to marry Madge her cousin or not and he Mm. says that he would tarry a while and she is supposed to have said Master Norris you look for dead men's shoes for if aught but good should come to the king you would look to have me now if she had a if she had a son in her belly then that comment would not be recorded Mm. but it was treason she imagined the king's death I believe it's possible she did so and thus, she's guilty. Do we think, even, I mean, regardless, is it ever, is it ever acceptable to behead anybody, especially your wife? No, but in the technicalities of it, I think it's possible she was guilty of treason as it was thought of in the day. What do you think, ladies? I, I mean, if, if, if that comment was true, then... Um, but the thing is, it was the, the going looking for something to get mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. get her. You know, it wasn't. Oh, it, it's, it's just committed a crime. We can't do anything but look into it because it's so heinous. Mm. It was there was a witch hunt. She, they were they went after her, and it's it's mm. you know I, I've done um, a few tours on Amberlynn. I do one every year, and we have speakers come in, and the uh, one of them is Gareth Russell, and he's done a lot of work on Catherine Howard, of course, and and all, uh, all the Tudor queens actually. And he says the the marked difference between the the when Catherine Howard is uh, is is convicted and beheaded of, of of her crimes, and Anne Boleyn is so marked different. It's such a marked difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's sort of a foregone conclusion with Anne, and then they sort of try and find the stuff to to justify what they already want to do. Yeah. Whereas with Catherine, it's a shock. It's a surprise. Henry's crying. <laughs> uh, he tries to kill himself. He, he loses he, it. I mean, he, he likes, he likes to, he can turn on the tears. He's, he's not, not got a problem yeah. with that, is he, in this uh, butch world. But um, yeah, so I don't know, maybe she said it, but I think they were looking for it. So I don't think yeah. it would have, like you said, if, she, if she'd have had a son, just wouldn't have been recorded, wouldn't no. have been an issue. It would have been a joke, as it was probably meant if she if she even said it. Um, M forty four T. You say wasn't it proven that some of the things she could have done and she needed to be in two places? Oh yeah, the 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 litany of dates and places they don't add up. She wasn't she wasn't no, in lots yeah. of them. Yeah. I I don't believe mm. that she was adulterous. We only we also we only have to look again at Catherine Howard. Her her lady, her chief lady, falls with her mm. because there is no way a queen is committing adultery to the scale that Anne Boleyn is accused of committing adultery without somebody in her household knowing. And then if somebody in her household knows it doesn't report it, that's Miss Prison of Treason because she hasn't confessed what the men are doing. 
they get executed. It it mm. it doesn't make logical sense that she would commit adultery. Also, mm. we have that quote from Shapwe after the trial and conviction of Anne, and he talks about Henry and how he has never seen a wronged husband wear his cockles horns so joyously. And when it comes to Catherine Howard, even before it's defined that she's had adultery during the marriage, knowing that somebody else has slept with her in the past, before he even met her, makes him lose his mm-hmm. pickle. He cannot take it. So that, to me, and granted he's an older man, he's a more vulnerable man, but it's just, it's... Henry has always Henry is always a man of pride. The fact that he's like, yeah, she just chagged everybody. I mean, who didn't she have sex with? It's just everyone. Um, the fact that he loves it so much to me just makes it say that's a no. That's a hard, mm-hmm. hardcore no. Ali just asked, um, and I was going to say the same thing. Do we know who recorded that comment? And if so, you know, would that give shed any light on how reliable that person probably wasn't? Yeah, I don't know who where it no, pops I've up. Never, yeah, doesn't doesn't isn't isn't it Norris himself in the uh, in his um He's he asked was... about it. Yeah. Oh, he's so asked somebody's about it. Yeah. There is an It's overheard um... by the whole court. Does she doesn't Anne send for somebody to mm. get them to speak of her good character? Yes, she makes she wants she wants to, her almoner to come yes. so, that the, so that Norris will swear on the Bible that she's a good woman. Mm-hmm. So I think yes. I think the comment happens. And yes. I think it's overheard by a lot of people at court. Um, so there's a few comments before. So history yeah. Nerdette, hello again. Um, really intrigued to know my our opinion on the Edward II myth that he survived, became a monk, and was even visited by his son. So Edward II is the killed in the Barclay Castle mm. uh, guy. Um, mm. I don't know enough about that, I'm afraid, to I, make I, any meaningful contribution to that question. Sorry. The only thing I'd say is I haven't come across it when reading about the history of him. So I've heard theory. I've heard the monk story. Um, why it doesn't ring true to me is purely because whenever his wife had tried to in any way come to terms with him or give him grace, and also she'd seen how he'd behaved when his mm. nobles had backed him into a corner and he'd given up one favourite after another, he always came back around with some spite. And I think she was done <laughs> with him. <laughs> and I also think she never wanted the risk of him coming back with his spite towards her. And I also think by that point, she had a fair bit of spite of her own. <laughs> mm. So that's that's my reason for it. Also the way in which Edward III behaves um, to Mortimer and the way in which he handles and deals with Mortimer, namely does him and has him executed um, pretty much as soon as he reaches the age of majority mm. that to me doesn't speak to speak to a boy who knows his father has been carefully kept away in a monastery that to me speaks to a boy who thinks is who thinks or knows that his father has been murdered but that's my opinion i mean the myth about how he was murdered i do i do think that's a myth that's that's victorian yeah invention 
invention, I think. Well, it's a Marlowian invention. It's uh, oh, is it? Elizabethan. Is that, is yeah, okay. yeah. Christopher Marlowe um, has the buggering with the red hot poker. Mm. Uh, it's it's gratuitous in the extreme, but there's mm. so many easier ways to kill somebody without having to heat up a poker and shove up their fundament. <laughs> Starve them. It's a lot less yeah. effort. I, I mean, and and that had been used before, and it was a or smother or something that you yeah. know. I know I get that you don't leave a mark on the body type thing, but I'm. I mean, I'm three years sure. without water, you're going to be pretty close. Mm. Just don't give them anything to drink. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no, the red hot poker. Um, sorry, <laughs> that's not not it. Uh, Julia is saying um, apparently there's white lead in the ingredients in in Henry VIII's leg bandages. I don't know about lead in bandages, but but lead lead was around and about and yeah i don't know what 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 uh effect does Wouldn't that surprise have me. on someone um, not good <laughs> not good, <laughs> not, no. really good. It's not what you choose it's not known for its uh health <laughs> health it's benefits it's, yeah. it's also not known it. for keeping you sane either lead poisoning no. does make you a bit of a nutter hmm. and also bugger with the poker that a very specific merch. Um, History <laughs> no debt wasn't wasn't lead lead used in Elizabethan makeup. Yes, yes, it, it was. Um, and so was so the the Elizabeth would have used a kind of combination of white lead and potentially like alabaster powder, and then for the red of her lips and her, the rouge of her cheeks, that's cochineal which is crushed up bugs. Uh, so uh, yummy. Yeah. Lead That's and natural, crushed up bugs. I suppose. Crushed this is bugs. okay. And if anybody who, who watches any beauty channels and they talk about this is all natural ingredients. This is, you know, no, no nasty chemicals, blah, blah, blah. Well, everything's everything's a chemical. And mm. um if there are plenty of things. From a bug's back. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenic is natural. Um yeah, cyanide. True is natural yeah. <laughs> i would not recommend you put it in your eye just saying yeah truth bombs truth bombs. do you know because i have i have a chemistry a level uh and uh, i remember i remember thinking that after doing that i was like when they say natural like everything everything comes exists natural like, natural yeah anyway so if um, it's not come off a bug's back it's uh it's <laughs> it's a chemical I'm, I'm writing down that uh, Gab Zealand, uh, the merch idea. <laughs> uh, poker face. Debbie, you're naughty, but I like it. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> she does. Ali uh, complimented your lipstick, Philippa, and it does look divine. Oh, really. thank you. You guys always look fabulous. I need it's a makeover. Out the back, crushing some ladybirds before we came on. <laughs> Yeah, all natural here, all natural. <laughs> oh, she must have had wrinkles for miles with all that lead in her makeup on top of the frigging slow, painful poisoning. Yeah, there's yeah. me thinking I had skin problems, actually. Yeah. My I mean, she also she really... also had absolutely terrible teeth. Mm. Um, mm. As did many Elizabethans, particularly the particularly wealthy Elizabeth choose Elizabethans, um, because just the sheer quantity of sugar that ends up in the diet and um, just unbelievable how bad people's teeth were. And, and these kinds of, and we look at the bills of mortality 
the people who are dying from the teeth uh, mm. just starts to really, really ramp up. Gosh. So I have, I have a, here, here's somebody, uh, we were talking about this dude last week, actually, we were talking about Richard III. So here's somebody where a lot of things have popped up around and some things. Let's pause one on. second, can I pause yes. you? We've had a question before we, because I want to go on to Richard III and those myths. Um, a mad journalist, brushing was not a thing back then. It, it was. But the problem is the way that they would brush teeth is that they would use like a, a twig, for example, that they'd file down into like a brush. That was fairly good. They'd use tooth cloth, tooth cloths, um, or they'd use like uh, almost like a pumice stone. So they just rip through the enamel. Um, Ouch. Mm. So they'd, they, the, and the way, and the things they'd use to brush it would be things like, like fragranced waters, sugar waters, and to, and oh. to freshen the breath, they'd have like, um, like pastilles that were made of sugar and like rose water. So that they're just, do they just fucking it up? All the time. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like the opposite someone, of dentistry. Like, literally, yeah, like, like somebody from Oral B needs to go back and have a little wordy word. <laughs> oh, and here's me good thinking hey, my Colgate electric toothbrush wasn't very good well you're on the um yeah yeah it's got to go slow <laughs> I love my electric toothbrush anyway so yes the reason I brought up Richard, Richard. III is because um we can't seem to help ourselves can we people in history Richard III but obviously there's this a lot of people think there's a lot of what we hear about him is, is the myths like the hunchback and the this and the that but the main reason I raise him is because um, there are some things that perpetuate and stick, whether they're right or they're wrong. And we spoke very briefly about how people get very invested in things and they don't like it if you challenge that, particularly if you challenge it with something that's actually true. <laughs> but um, why do people get more angry about some things than others? Because, you know, we, we've just talked about you know how people get very passionate about defending Anne Boleyn not not being guilty of, of, of adultery mm. and um I had the example here a few things I just written down for example one that's um about Marie Antoinette saying let the meat cake and mm, you know all the, yeah. The, yeah all the various things if, if we come back to it I, I won't necessarily read it now but all the million myriad of reasons why that didn't happen mm -hmm. so um but people will still cite that um and and so on and so forth so we know that that's not true we know that that perpetuates and many people now know that that's not true and that it's perpetuating but nobody gets incandescent with rage about it well there are probably some so, people which i haven't met them yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true true um okay so that, that just means that they're not in the same quantities um so oh, yeah it's not in our in our arena yet you know yeah your focus is like the early Tudor period that's where you find if you worked for the French Revolution you'd find the nutters there but you don't you work <laughs> on the period where Rich the third is they're not that's nutters they're passionate nutters. people they're passionate I didn't say which people side. I didn't say which side you've <laughs> no, you've created them. a side just, there just, no 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 all of them because it gets it gets it gets gets so what is it though because i i do think say with richard iii or anne boleyn you know would they have even looked at sideways at you in the street you know like no. what is it why why do you get so do people get so invested in protecting someone's reputation who they never knew they lived a long long time ago and even if they were contemporaries probably would have 
spat. <laughs> I don't know. They just yeah, would have spat, spat on, on the fire. Street. Like, so As with- what is it? As with all people in power, we we like to believe that they care about us, but we are the proletariat. They would have sent us to the wall at the first given opportunity um, because that is how uh, prestige and power functions, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, we they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been your buddy. But then I think also it's much like the same of everybody is a direct descendant of Anne Boleyn. The other one I hear a lot is whole. Holy lordy, the amount of people that tell me they were Amberlin in a past life, like it could only be one of you. You can't all have been Amberlin in a past <laughs> life. But I have had it, I, I, I absolutely promise I have had more than 16 people in my life tell me that they were Amberlin in a past life. Babies, mm. you were the scullery maid. <laughs> you might have been a wet nurse. You, because that's what most people were. Yeah. Sorry. So sad. Too bad. And it's, you know, we see the Tudors are, are, are they're introduced to us very early. Someone's just said that uh, back in the comments somewhere. Um, and we've spoke about before, they're, they're dramatized a lot. So, you know, it doesn't take the human brain a lot to mix up um, sort of reality and uh, fantasy. And, you know, uh, my background is psychology. And there's, a, there's an experiment where they can just plug in false memories by showing somebody a, a photo album. And oh, do you remember mm. this trip where we went on a hot air balloon? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember it. And it's a made up one because they've, they've just supplanted something in their brain. So our brains can do that. They can convince us of, oh, yeah. uh, of things. Yeah, eyewitnesses are notoriously unreliable. And so we're trying to be eyewitnesses to a history that we don't have access to. Couple of comments. So um, Tara, is it because we can relate to human error, history, not it, and the sense of injustice? I think that's a really good point. I think mm. that, um, even though it's completely true that uh, they probably wouldn't have looked at us twice. If they did, it would have been to, a, to kick us or throw a, a bowl <laughs> of piss at our face. Um, but Not with this lipstick on. No. <laughs> no. no. They would have you for a witch if, if you had the lipstick on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we, we, do, we do care. And increasingly, we want to humanise these people and feel an empathy with them. And I think part of that is that we live in a post-psychoanalysis psychoanalysis world. We live in a post-Freudian world. So we are more tuned to the psyches of people uh, and we have got it into our heads that if we can create empathy with those people, that somehow history is more true. What I will say is I think being the skill of being able to create that empathy is good for us in the present uh, and makes us arguably better citizens, whether it makes history more true. That's de- I mean, I that's personally how I practice history, but I will also say that it's debatable how much, because we are guesstimating based upon what we how we think we would react and behave, but we aren't them. <laughs> Mm. we aren't them we aren't them we can't do it now for people who we hmm. you know live next to so yeah and maybe there's a safe maybe there's a safety in it as well then by latching onto someone who isn't alive <laughs> and can't yeah. argue your analysis <laughs> yeah you can't you can't sort of be disproven although we're trying to do our best um we're gonna get go yes it's almost a bit more safe isn't it than uh if you have to show empathy to somebody uh now uh, who are living 
contemporary to you, then you actually also have to do something about it. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> if you were dead, I'd have had loads of sympathy for you. But unfortunately, yeah. you're still here. In and I can't way. be asked. And I can't be bothered. Oh, so, that's that's taken know. the mood right down into the, into the lavatory, hasn't it? So, um, right, who, who else is annoying? Should we talk Let's about talk... Braveheart, then? Should we talk about Braveheart? Oh, Should we talk about Braveheart? Let's this do always that. makes Let's people angry. Let's do Let's do that. Oh, oh. So, who's right, going to start? My, well, my favourite... Um, my favourite... <laughs> my favourite bit... And 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 because I thought maybe we'll get on to like uh, the how people dress and stuff. And in Braveheart, this is this is brilliant. Mm. So of course, Braveheart the film <laughs> with Mel Gibson, well known. Imagining, Scott. <laughs> yeah, imagining, uh, yeah, this Australian imagining. Because there are no Scottish a, actors. None. Yes. None. <laughs> None at as, all. A, as a as a as a brave Scottish. Um, well. What? Because um, so you know he's got the blue face paint and all that, which is just. Yeah, Wody. No, very Wody. <laughs> no, nope. why is there Wody? So, so it's like he's he's like he's 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 got stuff from the distant past and stuff that. So he wears tartan, which hadn't mm-hmm. been invented. <laughs> Not a thing yet. <laughs> so basically, he's like a thousand years too late with his face paint, and a, and a five hundred years too early with his tartan. Yeah, it was sort of like you know giving credence to history, and looking to the future at the same time and the, the battle Amazing. of stanford bridge in the film the battle of stanford bridge has no bridge <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of pivotal in the whole like yeah. how how it went um, history and Odette just hearing braveheart triggers me. <laughs> yeah preach preach um and also can we just talk about uh edward the second and his fully adult wife um who is not the twelve-year-old? The twelve-year-old, the who is apparently having babies with Braveheart. I very, I very much beg your pardon. Yes, <laughs> I'm beg sorry. Your pardon. <laughs> what? Is this shit? <laughs> what is this shit? Don't you? Doing? I, I, I find Scottish history seems to be such a. It, it's like it's it, it it's uniquely um, uh, what's the word? prone to being uh oh just oh like it, it i don't know I, like like every you know in in the mary queen of scots film the scots live in fraggle rock <laughs> as far as i can work out <laughs> why are they in a cave why are they inside they're a waterfall it doesn't make any sense <laughs> like the one who do you think the scots are have you not well, been they were... to, like holyrood edinburgh castle <laughs> woad <laughs> they wear face paint, tartan, and they live in rocks. <laughs> they live in rocks. <laughs> to me, there's like there's two tropes of historical fiction on film and TV, and oh it, god, they they there's there's like two ends of the spectrum, and drama, historical fiction or fantasy goes in either one of these places, and, and yeah, it's a it's a spectrum, but it tends to be they they oscillate to one side more than the other, either you have uh, just hordes of unwashed, all of whom look <laughs> like they are allergic to hairbrush, like, or combs. <laughs> like, do you, you are aware that these are people who have, you know, they have created steel weapons 
and um they can also create cones they they are capable of not having just a singular just mat of hair um that's always a very odd reddy brown color from everybody and they painted yeah they painted a couple yeah they painted a few teeth not all of them just a few and they have a just a smattering of dirt at all times like they turn up to see the king just a bit no of dirt. sense of smell. No sense no, of smell. No, they, don't have any they, they literally smell like a dung heap. Um, you can smell them through the screen. They've they've walked up to their king and they're like, I know what I'll do. I'll put on my best sack, and I'll go and beg <laughs> attendance with the king. Look at me, I'm in Hessian. The king will recognise me in my and I've got two teeth. The rest have all been blacked out, and I'm all filthy. Or you've got the alternative where it's like, look at my apps. I have I have the hair of five other humans on my head. Yes. <laughs> It's all extensive, yes. and and it's it's the Tudor period or the medieval period. But but <sighs> blessed be my tits are going to be up to my skin ears, and I'm going to be heaving bosomed um, like I'm <laughs> tight laced. The one that got me as well was like, if you're in Regency dress, why the ever loving cock are you tight laced? I beg of you, please. I beg of you. Why are you in a full corset? I beg of you. Ce- cease and desist at once. <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> Season, yes. It's either like properly like almost a virtual filth snuff movie, or it's just straight <laughs> porn. Like there and, and Nary the Twain shall meet. In the Tudors, I remember the heaving bosom of um the Princess Mary. Mary. Princess Mary. She definitely she she worked that out. Who yeah, whoever <laughs> the actress was worked, and it was like they must have come into view as she was talking. <laughs> I'm, you have your lines written on those bad boys. Like, what's going on? Have you sat? Like, most people put it on a cuff. Have you just put them on your tits? Like, and now I say this. Good. <laughs> just in the cleave. Like chef's kiss. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a new way of cheating in exams because if anybody came to look, that you could say, section the salt. Yeah. Look at my boobs. Look at my heaving bosom. Yes, we think you you're see. cheating. <laughs> uh, Hampton Court Tour Guide, that, you are correct. I was thinking of the opening scenes of Bridgerton when they're getting ready for the ball and, that, and the girl is being laced so firmly um, oh. uh, that she ends I've up passing out. And I'm before. like, I'm like, but why <laughs> lace but why lace her and then put her into a Regency cut Empire gown? What are you, what are you cinching? What are you cinching? What do you see? And at that Sorry. age, you don't really need, there's not really a lot to, you know, we remember the days where you didn't need to be, <laughs> didn't need just spanks. Um, see through purple dress in the Tudors. Yes, what? I remember. No, yeah, was it, is no. that where she ran out and Henry was going off somewhere and um, he's obviously got the hunt with her and she goes, oh, yes, your grace and scuttles back in under an archway. Was it that one? I think it was that one. I don't know. I don't remember, I remember it. That was that was a, a dress like that, and it was. Beautiful. I mean, her hair was out a lot. Like she had, she had that hair out a lot for a Tudor <laughs> woman. Like she, did. she, she had her hair out like she was a sex worker, um, <laughs> frankly, because they cover their hair. It was a bit scandalous that she had this much because she wore a French hood. Like they aren't. They aren't all there. And also, who is cutting Tudor hair into layers? I, I beg to know. <laughs> and where did, and, and straighteners and curlers, where did they all come from? <laughs> yeah. Only in Guy. Oh, why why oh, she got why has she got a waist-length shag cut? I don't <laughs> please tell me. 
please. Also, I mean, the other thing is, of course, there was a moment where um, I think it was first Jane Seymour because they changed her midway through. There was a moment where she turned her back to the camera and her hood that was just a hairband um, was held in place with elastic and it made me want to pull an eyeball out and just throw it at the screen in protest. But then I realised that I would be the only one seeing that out of the one eye that I had left. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't rip my own eyeball out of my face. <laughs> the one eye I had left. The thing is, they, they, the thing is with history drama is we want it to be, um, we want it to be as accurate as possible. But they just want something for the screen. They just want something that's entertaining. At least it wasn't a mullet, Cheryl. <laughs> People um, still have mullets. Who cuts those? I mean, Ooh. I'm going to be honest. My son is rocking a full scale mullet, yeah, but he. Yeah, but we've not did, cut his you, hair yet. Yeah, you haven't styled it in that way. No, it grew <laughs> out of his head. Yeah. He was box fresh, and he's decided I am going to be a, an Australian from the early '90s. <laughs> in neighbours i'm in ramsey street i'm gonna get a tinny oh. and i'm gonna wear a wife beater and i'm gonna have this this God. is what i'm gonna look like this is what i'm gonna look like history edit i thought yes. wolf hall was I, do you know what wolf hall was was beautifully re but also i'm gonna just say something i think that when you cast somebody like mark rylance mm. who was the artistic director of the globe who also was in a lot of the original practice performances at the Globe. If you're going to get costume wrong, it would be baffling to me if he isn't going to say something about that. Mm. Put it that way. This is a man. Um, if you if you want, there's on YouTube. There's a video of him being dressed from the undergarments up as Olivia, and it's just spectacular. And and I actually saw him. Um, in Twelfth Night, and I also saw him play Richard the Third. It was the same season, and he had he perfected this kind of glide as Olivia, where he just came up on his toes and he sort of moved around, and the skirt barely moved. Um, yeah, he, so he's he he would know about costume. Julia, the dresses never have chemises. This when somebody puts <laughs> days or a corset onto bare skin. It, I can feel my, I can feel my pulse in my eyeballs. I can feel it. I'm like, I can see it. <laughs> Furious, oh livid. Yeah. Who, who is up for a children film created, direct, and actors dressed by the three of you? Oh my god! Well, by yes. cat, really? Yeah. Right. I just feel like it would right, cost like, an absolute the... fortune. Because I'm like, this must be yeah. hand embroidered and hand stitched. Mm. We're not having That's... zips anywhere um medici masters of florence is that a tv show because i haven't heard or ooh, seen of that ooh, ooh. that's not what i that sentence. have heard I or think. seen of that <laughs> heard or seen medici. Of this. did you heard. want did you want Medici? i watched I, watch. uh, I did watch is that the one with um oh god what's his name that bloke mm. uh he's, he's a, he's a bloke. kevin costner no, oh, not that buddy god. This the buddy god. Oh, oh, um, oh, um, oh, John he Snow's was... brother. John Snow's brother. Guy. Younger guy. Jo Richard yeah, Madden. He, I think he's the. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, I, I, I did watch well. it. See, I liked it, but because I didn't, um, I don't know how accurate it is. And there's something really nice about not needing to. 
can say like Versailles. I'd really liked Versailles. I'm pretty sure it was like not accurate at I all. But that's I loved maybe it. why I enjoyed. Um, I've talked, spoken to other people about this as well, who work in the more Tudory period. Really enjoyed um, Last Kingdom because we you know that? sort of that that's the one with the Angles and the Saxons and the. You know, um, I've got to stop. I've got to start watching either. history. I keep watching murder, murder it's, documentaries. I think it's on Netflix, and um, that's the one that's got it with when they like um, you've got like all the different kingdoms of Wessex and Mercia and everything like that. Oh yeah, that's the one where the central character is the guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but the character's name is Uhtred, son of Uhtred, son of Uhtred, Uhtred. son of Uhtred, son of Bob. And Uch is the one I said much better than Charles Brandon, Duke of Suffolk. Much nicer than that. Deserves a look. Well, that's interesting. Okay, well, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but somebody has dropped rain into the chat. And um, mm. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh boy. No, I've, oh, I've avoided rain boy. because so many people have said like they just wanted to remove their not, own eyeballs after not only are the costumes like just straight bullshit just a level of a level of like there is there is almost no connection to <laughs> an historical period apart from the late noughties <laughs> because they're all in prom dresses they're in, they're in prom. I don't, I don't know why. Everybody's hair is down all the time. There is a character called Mary Queen of Scots, and there is a character called Francis of France, and that is where the connection to history begins and ends. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, I, I, I have watched Bernadette Banner's historical dress uh, stuff on YouTube. She is absolutely brilliant, um, and I, I agree that uh, uh, rain is an abomination. Yes, it's. Here's the thing. I would always say, when it comes to historical fiction, they can take some liberties because they you can iron out some of it. You know, the Tudors. It's a bit weird that we lose one of Henry's sisters, um, <laughs> and they have they have the one we have married to the aging king of Portugal rather than France. That's a bit weird. Mm. They could have they could have googled that. Like they didn't, they didn't have to get that wrong. I believe, having read it, because I was like, why the hell did they marry her to Portugal? And it's because they thought that the audience wouldn't be able to understand, um, and they play with time as well so much. So there's mm. the young Francis, and so confusion because of that. Because they mess with the timeline, basically, they fuck themselves, and so they have to marry her after the aging king of Portugal. That is annoying. It's, it's ironable. When it comes to rain, <laughs> um there is it's it's like somebody has got a ball of yarn um shoved it up their ass run around with it from it they've gone here unknot this it's 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 raggedy <laughs> covered in shit <laughs> and it's knotty unknot this and make it into a scarf and and that is how you're supposed to teach history based upon that show and you just can't because no. it's knotty covered in shit <laughs> I think the consensus is drama does nothing to stop <laughs> history myths being perpetuated. Um, well, I would let, can we all just say Philippa Gregory? 
because I think a lot of witchcraft her, in Gregory. Yeah, and I think mm. she has been responsible, probably unwittingly, hopefully unwittingly, but for so many of the myths that surround so many people in the late Plantagenet and early Tudor period. And those ones Look, yeah. seem to have really stuck, some of them. You really, really can't shift them. And they're not necessarily the end of the world, but I I, I think it's because it's put her work I, is put forward as non-fiction, isn't it? And while she is heavily researched, it isn't all non-fiction, but it's portrayed as that. So people take it as, as the truth, as we have the truth, if that makes sense. I think it's it's when people have read or watched a version of The Other Berlin Girl and they start to almost say with a surety or they give extra credence, more credence than I think they would otherwise, to the idea that Anne Boleyn fucked her brother. And I'm sorry. But there, have, there has to be a lot of steps that you take in your desperation to get an heir before you go, yo, yo, bro, <laughs> let's diddly do this thing. And I don't care if you didn't grow yeah. up together. That's your fucking brother. Don't, yeah, gross, that, that, don't stop it. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, that was so obviously brought in to the indictment as a, you can't possibly defend this woman because mm-hmm. look at look at what she's done, you know? And if and it, it, we've seen it over and over again. It's a classic trick. And that's that's the only reason that came in. But history, history Nadette says um, she uh, this is Philippa Gregory clutched onto Jaquetta's witchcraft accusation. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was, and and then she's written um, those into the books. And Margaret it's, it's... Beaufort as this extreme, like, well, she was an extremely pious woman, but like to the nth degree. For the nanosecond, she gave birth to her son. Plotted like, his you path are... to the throne. Yeah, like some um, Christ-like thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. R- Richard the Third trying to um, ma- marry his niece. That—that's another one for which there isn't. There's nothing. Well, no, there is. He st- there was a rumor that that was happening, and he stood yeah. up and he publicly denounced the rumor. But you know, but that people go, oh, did you know that Richard III? You know, he was he was having it. He was going to marry Elizabeth Woodville, and that's the only reason. Not Elizabeth Woodville, <laughs> Elizabeth of York, and that's the only reason yeah. that Henry wanted to marry her was just to get at Richard. be bothered to unpick that is the question i generally ask myself at that point police says is there usually the answer is there any historical fiction that is most accurate in your opinion um wolf hall wolf hall is pretty good i mean yeah i mean my one caveat my one caveat with wolf hall is that um to elevate um cromwell out of the mire of the man who murdered Dan, the way she's played it and written it is she has um, absolutely decimated the character of Thomas More. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, with untruths, but with the way in which she has used fiction to interpret the known facts. It's not, it's an interpretation that I think is very, very kind to Cromwell and very, very mm-hmm. unkind um, <laughs> to Thomas More, but I think the way, and particularly with the, the the film, the TV version, I think the costumes are really good. I think the setting is phenomenal. 
Um, and mm. it just it it feels accurate to me. The only thing that I I think is wrong about it that a lot of drama gets wrong because I don't think people would. It's not as if they choose it because they know that all of these people can afford costume designers. They can all afford them. So they are making choices to go against the historical research on what dress was and what fabrics were. The only thing about um, Wolf Hall is that the apartments and the costumes and things are a bit more muted than I think they probably were. I think that, I mean, we know, for example, that if you walked into Hampton Court, it was it would have been a riot of mm. colour, like the sort of place that would actually give you a little bit of a migraine. It was gaudy, <laughs> really gaudy. Um, the Great Hall, the Hambeam roof was gilded and blue, and it was just, you know, just absolutely a, a, an assault on the eyes and indeed on the senses. And because they set Wolf Hall, I believe in mostly, they shot it a lot on location mm. um, or they, they use locations and maybe sound stages as well. They had to use what we've got. And nobody has turned a historical location back into uh, mm. what it would really look like. I'm talking about um, Wolf Hall and how accurate I think it was. The only thing is, I think it would have been brighter visually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's uh, the uh, on screen. Uh, apparently, Tracy Borman's um, Witches trilogy is very good. Now, I'm reading her book about. James the first court and uh, which the witch hunts and James the first so I'm actually reading her you know non-fiction at mm. the moment and I'm thinking well um, she's if she's, if she's you know if she's put this into a, a a trilogy and the part of the trilogy is very good so I think I haven't read it yet but I'm good that's because I struggle to find um you know historical fiction I want to find historical fiction that mm. I enjoy and then I really struggle I really mm. struggle it just I can't remember the last one I tried, but There's, it just put me you, off. It was so, you know, cut, cut fast and loose with the uh, with what we knew, with the basics. Yeah. I thought I can't even be bothered. There's a um, book called it's. I've talked about it before, and I've and, I, and somebody had to remind me of the name because I uh, still have baby brain more than a year out. It's called it's the Mermaid and Mrs. Something, the Mermaid and Mrs. Somebody or Other. The, the mermaid and what's her face um and it's a book <laughs> it's a novel um about somebody who finds a mermaid and rents it out and it's it's set in i want to say georgia london but it's bloody good i really enjoyed yeah. it um we have to find it and we'll uh, we'll post a picture yeah. of it or something mermaid Mrs. Um, Mrs. Henderson? <laughs> we'll leave you with it in a moment <laughs> i'll just read some comments while you <laughs> um imagine hancock? This is like, I'm, 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 we've missed a few so i'm just going back a bit right. hancock you still are you still on that are you okay so, yes, yes. Uh, somebody just, somebody has reminded me once again oh okay okay right sorry i've i've, I've scrolled back to have a look because we've missed them so imagineist uh, says i mean i've read gregory's books but they're full-on fiction who would take them seriously i know i've had people quote um conversations They've got no, because so and so said this to the other one. I'm like, babe, they didn't. Um, if it's not written down, you do not know that. Um, uh, Cheryl says authors have no control of their cover art. So in the US, the cover of the Constant Princess has Catherine of Aragon as a raven-haired beauty. She was she was a redhead. Um, Green-eyed hippie. Hi, welcome. Um, nice to see you again. I'd like to see Mary Queen of Scots be portrayed during her. 
yes we've talked about this actually before haven't we that. during her 19 years of imprisonment mm. because it just goes Scotland 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 had her head chopped off <laughs> yes at 24 bridged, while she's still beautiful the bridged yeah yeah she's always <laughs> yeah. beautiful yeah yeah and, and and actually her time you know that like you know I speak to Leslie Smith at Tutbury Castle about this quite a lot you know she I mean maybe it's because it doesn't make pleasant watching you know Mary Queen of Scots had turns <laughs> uh she um yeah she she had sort of mad fits but there was a murder of her um her priest outside her window there's all sorts went on if you know that the history particularly during the wars of the roses is exciting enough why change it i agree most of history is like you don't need to make up any you wouldn't yeah. believe it like if you told the story as we know it no one like people would <laughs> wouldn't believe you so why but yeah. would as many people have watched game of thrones if its other name wasn't death and boobies <laughs> <laughs> i know i wouldn't um, that's why I got into it. <laughs> See, so, so, that's yeah. the other series. I've still not seen it. Can I've not seen it. I've seen odd ones. Mm. Odd um, ones. Is, is it Cheryl H6? Yeah. Like a book focused on the life of our Bella Stewart? I mean, yeah. Because also, if you have Didn't a book... did Alison Weir do that? If you've got a focus on, on our Bella Stewart, then you also have a novel that looks at what Bess of Hardwick would have been as a person that raises you, because that is going to be a wild ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The other thing we were talking about discussing this evening mm-hmm. were conspiracy theories and crazy <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. Think someone's listening? Do you know what it is? Crazy. Probably. Some of the stuff I share on my Facebook, I'm surprised I'm not in prison already. <laughs> you're, on a, you're on a watch list for sure for yeah, sure definitely. several several watch lists already definitely so, so um well yeah. shall i shall i kick this one off a little because do you want me to because yeah. it was where <laughs> did you know there's a conspiracy theory as to where the term conspiracy theory comes from? i would expect nothing else oh my god i would be please disappointed if proceed that at case. once so there is um so and this is the one i'd heard is that the term conspiracy theory um, was sort of coined in order to discredit someone who, uh, or specifically, who was questioning the outcome of the investigation into the assassination of John F. Kennedy. They didn't believe that mm. Lee Harvey Oswald was working alone. And so, um, and, and this is a story I'd heard that then they, to sort of discredit this um, uh, questioning, that no no it's just conspiracy theory it's just and and it's and it's used and it is used I mean it's been used a lot during the pandemic to just say just sort of dismiss please don't ask questions <laughs> if you ask questions you're a conspiracy theorist sort of yes. thing but but apparently the term came in so obviously um John F Kennedy uh was 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 uh, murdered in the 1960s the term apparently dates back to the 1870s um so they would they were using an already uh a term that was already being used and it's only actually in the 1980s that it began began to have the actual negative connotations that we think of uh, when somebody mm. is called a conspiracy theorist so although they use they sort of started talking about people you know had sort of other theories about um about the assassination of john f kennedy it wasn't used in that sort of negative dismissive form until much later and um yeah, until until the nineteen eighties, and it's sort of 
gained momentum in that way ever since. So there you go. There's the, there's the conspiracy theory about the term conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories are very handy for, as you say, discrediting people. And it certainly seems to be something that we have seen a lot of over the last year or two. But we're obviously, I'm risking getting very contentious here, but it, it's certain events are so divisive. And we're going back to what we were saying before about how some people just don't want to hear certain things. And we can all be like that. You know, I can be like that as much as the next person. But sometimes there are people that you are confronting people with with evidence and, and, and they still don't want it. So in terms of like cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias and things like that, when you don't want to look at an alternative point of view or face up to the fact that you have been wrong, because we can all be wrong. Not mm. us three, obviously. But no, I was going to say, who? No. who? Really, I don't, not I don't nice, but to... other people, the rest I mean, of you. Who is we in this, <laughs> this little yeah. dance of death? The, the other people. Um, <laughs> you mean our, our husbands and partners, them, they're wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, the men, wrong. they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the men uh, are wrong. Careful. <laughs> careful. Um, so, you know, it, it's a really easy way to just to, to justify the fact that you, you're not prepared to listen. Oh, they're a conspiracy theorists. Then straight mm. off bat, you have swept away everything that might challenge what you believe. Mm. And sometimes you might be right and they might be wrong, of course. Mm. But also I think now is, is whereas a conspiracy theory may have been something really quite big and substantial, like, mm. you know, uh, the moon landing being faked or 9-11 being an inside job. Now I'm not going into those specifically, but they're big, big things. But now even small things can get you accused of being a conspiracy theorist, but that doesn't seem to diminish the strength of the label, whether or not it's a tiny thing or a big thing. You are a conspiracy theorist, therefore you are an idiot. And absolutely every single thing you say from now on, probably in the past and definitely in the future, is wrong. You are stupid. You yeah. are an idiot. You should probably be shot through the head. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a graphic, a, a pyramid of like conspiracy theory. Um, and the, the danger with it is, so for example... Things that sit on the bottom of that rung, I believe, are stuff that actually happened, but that people believe didn't because the conspiracy theory label has been attached. So, for example, things like the MK Ultra experiments, that there are people that still believe those things didn't happen. I'm like, do you want to know why there are so many serial killers in the 70s and 80s? Because, my friends, it, it is because of MK Ultra. Like, MK Ultra literally made the Unabomber. So, but that sits in the bottom rung of um, conspiracy theories, but the higher up the totem you go, the the more bananas they become, but also (laughs) upsettingly, the more alt-right they become, the more um, KKK they become. And it it become, there's weirdly tied into that pyramid of conspiracy theory is a hefty dose of white supremacy right at the top of the triangle um which is upsetting so that's that's and and tying those things all in together and lumping them together is a is a really easy way to discredit people asking questions Mm. but we also have to be careful that the certain rabbit hole that because we want to ask those questions the rabbit hole we aren't going down doesn't open a door to a massive racist (laughs) (laughs) 
just open the door and be like, oh no, you're in a bed sheet. Shut that door. Uh oh, no, thank <laughs> you. Nice pointy hood. I, I am. I don't know. I, I think it's more sort of even just it's just used daily now, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, the last two years, there's plenty of things that people dismissed when someone raised a concern. Are we going to be having this, that, the other? Oh, no, no, no. That's a conspiracy. And then it's happened. You're like, I don't, I yeah. don't think I think I think the problem is that the term is used too liberally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's used in a, as a shutdown. It, yeah. is, it is absolutely used in order to shut you down. So you are, because if you, you know, I've, I've noticed this label being attached to people and then the, and then the sort of neutrals, not even asking, well, what did they ask? What was their, what was their challenge? What was their concern? Doesn't matter. They've already got that label. Therefore not interested. Don't want to know they were wrong. So anyway, have we got any? Did we want to talk about any specifics from... Uh... I just had, I've had some quite cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's not a, cons- well, it is a conspiracy theory and it's not because it's a kind of, it starts from a premise and then it's, but this, we're being lied to about it because they're out to get us. So there's a few of them like that, that start with something somebody thinks mm-hmm. isn't real. And then mm-hmm. in order to justify well, hang on a minute, this thing you're saying isn't real. That kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, why would somebody do that? Because they're, they're out for us. They're out for us. They're all going to kill us. And my favourite, in inverted commas, and I feel awful. I don't, but I do a favorite. bit. <laughs> my favourite. One, one of my favourites is the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> now, I do know somebody who is not a member of the Flat Earth Society, <laughs> but follows the Flat Earth Society and, and takes some of their stuff on board. And this person is not what you would call a flat earther if you had a stereotype for a flat earther. And Philippa, you, we were talking about this and you said that they had said one of their justifications for the Earth not being flat is that they haven't got a picture of the Earth from space. And we went, what? And you went, you explained, you said, no, because of the vastness of this situation and the angles and stuff, it has to have been taken in lots of pieces and then put together almost like a jigsaw. I thought, well, yeah, actually, that makes sense. But then you can see how a flat earth would go. uh, Well, there you go, then. (laughs) You can't take a picture of it to prove that it's a sphere. So you've got all this stuff. And I I just I I thought like. So uh, so so so. I always think every every um, every sort of lie must have an element of truth, and that's why they're believable. There yeah. must be something, you know. So 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 like say with flat Earth, and I don't know enough about it. It's just that I I thought, well, if that's true, oh, I've got that's some good stuff here. I didn't know that we'd never had a. Well, uh, see, this is it. I, I thought like, have I? You know, I should read a bit more because I have. I missed something, and there was the. But then for one, I think this goes back to about the third century when they were actually able to sit down and go, actually, we don't think the earth is flat anymore. Um, so do you want a little bit of flat earth history? There's, there's a lot more than this. There is a there's lot a whole more history. This. If you look at, okay. There is a long, long list of other stuff that they <laughs> believe about the moon and Mars and all sorts of stuff. Okay. Anyway, so it was found okay. in the 1950s, and it says that we, it's basically it's just a big flat disc, essentially. And the evidence is that the photos from space are an elaborate hoax, and all the governments are in it together. 
Now, to me, the notion that all of the governments working together to do something, <laughs> that's laughable enough on its own, but there we yeah. go. Okay. So, no, I don't, no, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, no. They've been back, fairly yeah, coordinated. Mm. So in uh, 2019, when you, could, when you could go out and do shit, um, there was a CNN article and there was um, the Flat Earth International Conference in Dallas, which is an interesting place for it to be in that year. And they say, no, these people say, we don't like the Flat Earth Society because they just exist to make flat earthers look stupid. And they're in fact a government sponsored front designed to make flat earthers look bad. So one group of flat earthers think that the other group of flat earthers look mental, <sighs> which is interesting. Anyway, um, in 2017, <laughs> now this surprised me, in 2017, there was a national poll. Now I know we have to be a bit careful with polls by public, poll, public policy polling in the US. 1% of Americans think the earth is flat and 6% aren't sure. That was more than I thought. So the leading theory is, yep. Yeah. Hmm. I, mean, I can say, tell you're thinking what I'm if, thinking. If I was stuck on the street and somebody was like, can I ask you questions for a poll? Do you think the earth is flat? I'm the <laughs> ki- I am that kind of, I am that sort of bitch. It's like, yep. Yeah. But there so are a very, there are a very small group of people who think it's shaped like a diamond. So that's even worse. Where's the pointy bits? That's pretty. Yeah, to say if it's if it's got to be anything, I think I would choose That's a diamond. Sparkly, Why not? Yeah. Just a big diamond, love it. Just don't live, yeah, with the big slide, just the middle, the pointy bit. Anyway, uh, the big theory: Earth is a disc with the um, Arctic Circle in the center, and the Antarctic mm-hmm. is a hundred and fifty foot wall of ice around the rim. Okay, so you've got the, the cold extremes. Um, NASA employees guard the ice wall to prevent people from climbing over and falling off. And there was one dude that said he proved the Earth was flat because he knew that a NASA employee had fallen off of it and drowned on the other side. In what? Wait, hang on, in, hang in, on, in the hang water. On, hang on, in what space? The, they fell over the, the, the wall of the, the, the ice rim that they were guarding and they right. fell over and they drowned on the other side and that's how where's where's the, the water earth. where's the I water have no coming idea. from I, I don't know uh, melty ice maybe they believe in the global warming i don't know I don't. Only, it only goes the other side it's only the other side of the wall we're all right. the there's, there's, there's exactly. massive holes in this theory there's massive holes in this theory i'm not sure um, about this I'm going, I'm going for the diamond one <laughs> yeah um also yeah. earth so you say well you know uh, people well, how do, how do some of these things work then? Earth's gravity is an illusion. What's no. actually happening? What's actually happening is like Phoebe from Friends. This is this is starting to break into that the territory of that bloke and his Jesus's birthday thing. The Earth accelerates upward at thirty-two square feet. No, thirty-two feet per second squared, and it's driven by an. So basically, we're on like a Tower of Terror lift. Yes. And we're just constantly shuttling yes. up this motherfucker. And, and when are we going to drop? Powered oh, by a force called, well, any seconds, powered by a force called dark energy. Um, no one knows what that is. Most people believe Me, there are I rocks underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> Most people Welcome. believe there are rocks underneath it. <laughs> it's um, keeping us on the ground. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. I, I am dark energy. Hello. Some That's my wrestling name. Have... Dark energy. <laughs> So, so apparently some of this is contentious who knew um in the article i talked about above um the guy said none of us believe that we are a flying pancake in space but space doesn't exist um just quickly the moon 
is actually an anti-moon because um, <laughs> so there, was an anti, there was an anti-moon and that's what passes over during a lunar eclipse. Um, and this is based on something called, I don't think I can pronounce this right, Zetetic Astronomy. This is, this is the worst reason for something being a reason I have ever heard in my life. That probably not actually, but possibly. The perception that Earth is flat leads to the deduction that the Earth must actually be flat. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh no, I, I feel like this, my I psyche is splitting. But do. they do believe that Mars is round. So get on Mars. Do we live there? I'm confused. <laughs> Maybe. Soon. Um, wow. oh, there were some comments. There were some comments up. Um, uh, about I forget who said it, but I saw a comment about um, not believing that dinosaurs were real and that they mm. were as real as Father mm. Christmas, um, and and that notion of dinosaurs being uh, some kind of test from God to see if you have enough faith. Have I told the story about when I was working at the Natural History Museum and somebody came in and asked me to look something up? Have I told yes, this tell story? It. Tell it. Tell it again. Need to hear it. Yes. So. Uh, I was working at the Natural History Museum in London and um, this very kind gentleman came up to me and said, um, I'm just looking, I want to find your specimens. And he said this word that I had never heard in my goddamn life. I'm like, could you, could you spell that for me? I'm going to, I'm going to put it in my computer. And um, he, put, he, he tells me the word and I'm searching the database. And I'm like that, whatever that is, that ain't here. But I mean, the people turn up to the Natural History Museum in London all the time and they're like, where are your mummies? And I'm like, they're in Holborn <laughs> because you're in the wrong museum. They're like, no, 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 you've got mummies. I'm like, no, we we have them in the basement, but that's like a, it's like a dead cat. You, we don't have, we're testing them. We don't have them on. You do. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, friend, you go find those fucking mummies. You point <laughs> on a map where you found them, and you come back and you show me. I I double dog dare you. Anyway, um, so he's not looking for mummies. Um, I can't figure out what the ever oh yeah this guy is looking for so i decide that what i'm going to do is google it <laughs> and god, god bless him because um as i as i open the google and there's just images i i get this dawning horror of what this <laughs> man is, is asking me for um and what has he the image is is it's uh, an archaeological excavated pit and there are archaeologists in it and it looks like they are excavating human remains, but those human remains are 30 feet tall plus. This man has come into the Natural History Museum and mm. asked me where we keep our giants. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself now, I want to be filled with the milk of human kindness right now mm -hmm. and, and think how I'm going to say to this man um, that, this, that, that this is a hoax. And I said, <clears throat> Um, right. Well, I, I have image, I have photographs um, and I think that this might that what you're looking for might have been photoshopped. And I was like, he's like, ah, oh, did think it might be a hoax. And I'm like, oh, I, was like, have you, have I feel you? quite like, sorry for him. But he goes, but he goes, but I thought it was best to come down and check. I'm like, have you come far? And I was like, he's like, oh, it took me a couple of hours. And I, at that point, wanted to both cry and hide <laughs> under the desk and also eat a chocolate bar. I was like, this is. 
I cannot do customer service. I I do not I do not have the spirit for that. <laughs> I think I'd have hugged it, Mum. I'd be not sure what did it like. He was. <laughs> it, it was far. It was. I don't. I don't hug strange men anymore. <laughs> anymore. Anymore. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not these oh, days. Oh bless. Uh, it used to say they weren't giants. We just haven't found them yet. Them yet. I mean, Truth. they. It would, if we hadn't found them, they would not be in the Natrish Museum. That's for that's for darn well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bless him. So so there's proper, proper hoaxes where people have gone out to actually fool other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, they haven't, they oh, haven't yeah. just sort of they haven't just interpreted something a little bit different. Mm-mm. They've actually gone out no. to 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 uh yeah make people believe stuff that didn't happen. But I mean, have I've you met a cult leader? That happens quite a lot. <laughs> I haven't actually, luckily. Oh. Also, I give you pyramid <laughs> schemes. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they're a cult. <laughs> All of that. And plus, also, I know for a fine fact that at least a few of those um, ghost hunting programmes, they are all in on that. They are all for sure hit in on the hoax. And they just go to these places and get pissed up and just start filming each other dicking about. And they know what they're doing. Mm. Sounds quite fun, to be mm. fair. Yeah, it does. It does. So, cut. So Green Ad Hippie says, to be honest, I still think Loch Ness Monster is out there as well as the mermaid, as well as mermaids call me crazy, but the oceans and waters are very mysterious and still the oh, yeah. biggest expanse of unexplored territory on the planet. There is stuff in the bottom of those ravines that are Ugh. disturbing. Um, the thing is, if there were mermaids, <laughs> they'd be deep sea creatures and they would be ugo buggo. There yeah, is no aerial situation be. happening here. That they those <laughs> things will um, eat your eyeballs as soon as they look at you, um, for sure. I I don't I believe that the uh, correct me if I'm wrong that the um, mermaid idea that they think it might have been manatees. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, some, I mean, some, if some normals can exist, yeah. yeah, they will definitely be demons. But if normals exist, and those those things make literally no sense like novels <laughs> for me are proof of the ex- existence of a god with a sense of humor because that is a man or a woman deity that's gone i'm gonna make a whale cool says gabriel um at which point <laughs> then god goes yeah but do you know what else I'm, I'm gonna put a lance on its face and gabriel's like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you need an extra day of rest i'm sure they wouldn't mind an eight day week no no, so Wales have, with a, a lance. <laughs> have they got have they gone extinct? Because I mean that was unicorn horn, isn't it? And they used it in medicine and I think there are still photos of them. I've seen photos of oh, them. Okay. So they, they, they are mm. yeah. Uh, Mayfair Dot Forest Witch says, Oh, poor guy. Now I can imagine someone coming to a zoo and asking where he can see a shark horse genuinely. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Not even for a not even a tiny bit would I. I wouldn't be surprised if someone asked a unicorn wouldn't or a bonicon wouldn't surprise me. We could, we, would not, but this is like this is how it's easy. Okay. It, it would be so easy to start well, something. This is the what thing. about like, what about deep fake technology now? I mean, you yeah, can get that apps stuff is crazy. Your face, you know, yeah. on portraits and and stuff. Like you know, we're not far from your face being put somewhere where it wasn't. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm having mm. camera problems for some reason you um, are. but 
yeah so there, there's things so there's the flat earth society they're a bit special but there are other people that have done similar things that i'd heard of and then looked into a bit more so there's birds don't exist okay oh just the the battery packs yeah the, the birds don't exist so their, their thing was originally that um they were trying to protect endangered birds but it's gone too far now birds the governments have killed all the actual real live birds and the birds we see <laughs> are drones now as it transpires that was actually something that somebody made up but they took it it became so real that even though they've got nah I've made it up people still buy into it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're very serious about it but the guy who set it up originally he sells merch like he's got he interviews people he's got a guy that used to work for the cia did an interview for him saying yeah when i, I was doing this watch thing and they were doing that with the birds so this is an ex-cia guy who's actually buying into this and letting him interview him and all this type of stuff and so and there's another one finland doesn't exist that's another one as well the people of finland don't agree but again the guy that set that up even then came out with all this, this this stuff about why it's not true. I, I have got it here if you want me to read why it. Why Finland? Why, 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 have they, why have they picked on uh, well, Finland? Because um, Sweden has more um, guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden will shoot you um, if you try it with Finland them. Finland <laughs> was invented by Japan and the former Soviet Union, who in the Cold War era shared a secret stretch of the Baltic Sea between um, the Soviet Union and Sweden. The nation spread um the um the lie that the idea that it existed to keep good fishing spots to themselves few can say that they because not many people travel there it's easy to go oh you've not been there have you oh you see 5.5 million people roughly live there they disagree um yeah they've said these people believe they live in finland but they actually live in small towns in Sweden, Estonia, and Russia. And if you visit, this is where you'll be flown to. It's forested. But what and they say, well you can see it from the air. Now all the images get altered. I've looked, um, so this has been actually been to Finland. Finland have produced, uh, uh, currently have a couple of Formula One drivers. I'm pretty sure they, they're sure where they come from. But um, as, as many people have pointed out, sorry, this happened like in the Cold War period. Well, things exist from and in Sweden before the Cold War period. So anyway, in the end, this dude went, hands up. I did it for a laugh. But no, people are still like, no, but now you said it. that. Green <laughs> you said it. Wow. Australia is a hoax. Oh, and also yeah. theories on and aliens Luxembourg. and Area 51. Mm-hmm. I mean, Area 51. Aliens. Mm-hmm. I think Area 51's had some stuff going on. I think it was probably a military test site. Um, what's that? What's what's the um, cartoon though? The, uh, the the film for the kids. And it's like America, the only place aliens ever land. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there's nowhere else, nowhere else that aliens go. Oh, um, unless the, the ancient, pyramids, of course. Yeah, the, the, pyramids. the yeah. ancient aliens thing, the, the aliens built the pyramids thing, that gives me, that gives me high-key rage. Um, <laughs> like, Did this come up the other day? We spoke about this yeah. the other day, didn't we? Yeah. It's like, no, we've got this, that's that's this um, Victorian idea that, that, that we're always at the pinnacle. We're always the most advanced we've ever been. So everything that's come before must be... Crap. Aliens. <laughs> oh, aliens. Yeah. If it's good, yeah. it's aliens. aliens. I mean, we've got Celtic jewelry that jewelry current jewelry makers struggle to duplicate. You know that that's yeah. and that's on a obviously much lesser scale than the pyramids. People were capable of doing amazing things. 
just because they you could see what they did. I think we're we're bamboozled by technology as well because mm. we've got a lot of stuff that we can't see. We don't know how it works. We just use it, and we just can't believe that someone could you know do a, build a pyramid. Well, they did. <laughs> yes. Well, not somebody. A bunch of slaves. <laughs> They did yeah, it. Well, yeah. Slaves. I they don't know it. how they. I mean, and some very clever mathematicians. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, and the Aztecs—that's another one, isn't it? Aliens. Aliens mm. did that. I mean, there is an element to which is like, just because British people didn't make it, doesn't mean it. It was aliens. What the? What? What? Deceit and desist. Aliens would just come and have a look and go, no, and then not today. Again. Not today. Yeah. What's this crap? Who are these people? What the hell is going on here? Yeah. So I mean, if they if they if they've advanced sufficiently to make their way across the galaxy, then presumably they will have a first contact directive, and there is no way on any on anybody's remit that we would meet the boundary point that would make us suitable for first contact. I've watched Star Trek, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Okay, I've got um. Are we still on conspiracies? Because uh, uh, I've got another um, Scandinavian-based uh, um, mistruth myth, and it's the horny helmet. <laughs> oh, oh yes. god! The horny helmet of the Vikings. But it looks exist. so butch. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It looks stupid. It looks like hard ponytails. I mean, what 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 defensive function do do bison horns serve? I beg of you to tell me. Well, it's fashion, isn't it? But the horned helmets of the Vikings. Um, and I saw the news article recently where they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they didn't have those." This is a breaking news story, and literally every historian on Twitter is like, "Breaking <laughs> when?" Yeah, <laughs> this news is literally history. This is really round about the time the Vikings were around, actually. Yes. So they think yes. so there's no there's no evidence archaeologically or otherwise. Hello, Jason. Uh, welcome, Jason. Um, um, but there is a ninth century uh, tapestry, the Osberg tapestry, um, which seems to depict um, someone wearing one, I think. But it's not even clear whether that um, person, in inverted commas, mm. is actually supposed to be a person or a god. Mm. So it's yeah. not, um, yeah, it's not. It's worth mentioning that there, there are a whole bunch of images and sculptures of Moses where he has got horns, mm. a whole bunch. And I and I was I fig- I saw this and I was like, well, what's that? And then I saw another one, and there's just all of these images with Moses with horns. In fact, in um, an early woodcut from one of the early English Old Testaments, um, he's got horns. And I actually uh, b- buttonholed Eamon Duffy at a conference. Poor man. And I was like, why is Moses got horns in these images? And Eamon Duffy, who is a very shy man um, and brilliant as well. Looked incredibly uncomfortable. He's like, I, I, know an, I know an art historian who might help you. And so he sort of ushered me away because I was looking at him with crazed eyes. And um, <laughs> it turns out that it's a mistranslation. I believe from the Greek, there's, there's an accent shift. So the, or, no, or Hebrew or Greek, the word keren um, means, if the accent's going one way, it means to grow horns. If the accent's going the other way, it means to emit light. So a halo, 
So Moses has horns or Moses has a halo. Those are very different things. Just a tad. But just a tad. Yeah. Just a tad. Yeah. Yes, Michelangelo's is, is Michelangelo's Moses does have horns. That's one of them. The sculpture. Mm. It does, yeah. Mm. Um Someone sorry, I need to look I need cool. To they do look yes, cool. they do look cool. Imagine, sorry, I'm I'm being very British and I'm bringing in my British um, humour. Horny, <laughs> hmm. horny is a synonym for feeling a bit. Wow, uh, yeah, <laughs> feeling a bit Barry White, you know. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, so and Vikings are often depicted in the drama again and and kids books with their helmet and two horns coming out. Asterix. Yeah. Like Asterix. when when you are wearing defensive attire, it's all about function and very little about form. Thusly, what the ever-loving F would horns do to protect you from having your head cleaved in twain by a sword? In fact, if you got the sword caught on it, it'd probably tear the helmet off. So that's why it's straight bullshit. Work for dinosaurs. A bit. But, I mean, but their helmets wouldn't fall well, off because their didn't. helmets were growing out of their heads. <laughs> also, they's dead. They's dead. A bit dead. Yeah, but dead. that 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 wasn't <laughs> that that they was they weren't real. They, just, they didn't eco, exist. You know, environmental yeah. crisis. They, they didn't really exist. They were they were. They that, were that's true. How God, God, conspiracy. Yeah. Theory. <laughs> wow. Ladies, we have been talking for over an hour and a half. <laughs> I got to go have my dindins. Oh, yeah. Maybe the enemy would die laughing. That, that perhaps, would be how we could defend ourselves. I mean, I think, and, and, and Tara, and uh, they could well have had a chin strap on their helmets, that's for sure. But I still think yeah. that if you took an eight pound sword to a horn, it's going to dislodge that helmet. Like it, it's it's not welded to your cranium. It's the same thing with like when we see females in armour in historical drama and for some reason they've given them moulded titties. Why? <laughs> Why would you want something that will create a glancing blow that goes directly over where your heart is kept? That is... Who is that? Well, we know no. who that's for. That is for somebody who lives in the mother's basement. That's what that image is for. <laughs> um, that is not... If, if females and when females did and ha- did have armour produced, they didn't have moulded booby cups. That's ridiculous. You'd have to be really buxom to even need that anyway. I mean, anyone who's put a sports bra on knows that they just <laughs> they just disappear. It, it, there's no need. You just strap yourself in and get going. Yeah. You don't want yeah. them jiggling around. Well, it's also, you don't... midnight in Greece. Oh, she had a day. You don't want it. You don't want the metal against your skin either. Like underneath mm. your um, armor, you're wearing a padded gambeson. Um, so you're wearing your armin jacket. So that's gonna subtract almost everything from your form. Mm. So, mm. Mm. Um, mind you, if I was having armor made, I think I would go for the Wonder Woman look. I'm sorry, I just would do it. I just would. It's had to be. It has to be sculpted. She's just walking I mean, I'll have a six pack put in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, going exactly. <laughs> going exactly. Starbucks with it on. The boobs would be those those level of the heaving Mary Tudor <laughs> bosoms. Yeah. They'd have my lines on them. <laughs> ready for ready for my <laughs> close up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so uh, we really better wrap up because I'm pretty sure other people have got stuff to do uh, like go to bed or uh, or get on with their day oh hang on so we have to hang on a second that. stop yes, a second I once had a blind date with a guy who showed up in a horned helmet to be prepared and I promptly walked out never let my friend set me up again uh, please tell me they aren't your friends anymore um, and also well done for walking really? out because yeah because that is somebody who will wear your skin as a suit like straight up <laughs> Absolutely not. That is terrifying. I've been tempted to just see how that panned out. No, that's why you did getting <laughs> you murdered. Do. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. See, I, I don't. Do you know? Do you know? My younger self might have been so um, like polite that no, we are not friends. Uh, polite that I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. So yeah, well, I done would for have phoned a taxi. I don't um, know if I and would've... run away. I don't know if I would have. I'd have had to have seen what the hell was going on. I'd have been like, there's something cracking off here and I want to know what it is. Because you can always ring the police. Oh. Um, not I've never had a date that's been that bad that I have needed to call the police. She said, just give him a chance. You give him a chance. You date date this this bit that (laughs) you've thrown me at. I'm not giving him a chance. I'm just intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, I give him a chance, that's a chance to murder me. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. So the horned hel- the horned helmets are out, everyone. Okay. We're just not. Uh, we're, not we're not going. We're not down we're with not, that. We're not. We're not down with that. So uh, imagine this. It's, it's just. It, it's not going to go well. To it's, be fair, it, though, if they were going to be like that, I'd rather find out on the first date. That's correct. That is a that is a a good You've warning invested, sign. Invested, you know, six six months and. You know, maybe, maybe suddenly the whole helmets comes out. Yeah, they turn up. So imagine, turn up in a hall, uh, <laughs> yeah, imagine it says technically Wonder Woman should only have one boob because <laughs> in ancient in ancient Greece it was believed that they cut one off to facilitate the speed with their bows. The Amazons can strap them down, can't you? There's there is that story that the Amazons down. would um, chop a chop a titty off. Um, I I've done a lot of archery and I have got I have I am. I'm a buxom wench, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I tell you what, my tits have never got in the way of the archery. Do you know what does get in the way of, of archery? The, yeah, the, the inside of your bow. armpit. This, yeah. And when that, when you get twanged on that bad boy, when, you, when your arm guards move down, you get twanged. Oh, lordy. Mm. That's I did, how I, did, I know I'm not into BDSM. Archery. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> that's what I found <laughs> out. But I wouldn't be using nipple clamps that weekend. That's how I knew. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Tell you what, if you don't hey, learn something on this, yeah, on this T- uh, TMI though, TMI. Dream. If anybody's been listening to this without headphones on at work, um, yeah, sorry about that. I I'm sorry. Whole, um, we should have I'm warned not. you. <laughs> um, if you if your children are listening to this with you, um, and the school calls you tomorrow, I'm sorry. <laughs> But it'll be a good story for number 18. So there you go. There you go. Oh, um, Jenna at home said the elaborate braids you see women wearing Vikings were also not historically accurate. They wore beads, I think, not breads, but not, not like that. <laughs> Married women wore their hair covered. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to be able to do Viking stars, lots of, but again, I think it's back to Kat's point. Everyone on the screen seems to have five lots of person's hair. 
you know, they don't have that much hair. Yes. Yes. You know, no, braid no, a no. bit and the rest of it do the same thing. Right then, we will wrap up because, um, yeah, well, you know, sleep calls. Anything else we need to say, ladies, before we say night? Oh, if you've got ideas for future rooms, um, then please hear us, direct message us. Yeah, you can direct message us here now. Um, mm-hmm. It, it should be clear that we are not afraid to talk about smutty things. So if you've got a topic, if you um, were, no if dick you, pics. If you thought, if you were any... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that might yeah. be the case. Yeah. Don't send us <laughs> pictures. So we, we don't want pictures. Nipple, no nipple pictures. clamps and horse shagging, for instance, might have given it away. Mm. Just those two mm. things. Mm. Next no pictures week, of that either. No, definitely, definitely. Your husband keeps telling me to like set fire to my computer and stuff because of the stuff I send you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds worse than it is it's yeah, not taxidermy it's not a taxidermy it's not just like straight up porn i mean it's a bit porn but not straight up <laughs> no, let's not anyway we're wrapping up i think shall we yeah until that's... next time <laughs> do not send cat pornographic material well who you gonna believe though who you gonna believe <laughs> No, I sent that to Philippa, but I didn't yeah. send it to Kat. <laughs> a slander, that is. Oh, oh no. Right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> ten minutes after we've said we'd go. We're, we're we going to go now. Go. We're going to go. We're going to yeah. go now. For the love of for the love of everything that is holy, let's just finish now. <laughs> right then, I'm going to press the button. Thank you everyone for joining us. Bye we will bye. see you all next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. This has been the History After Dark podcast with Philippa Lacey Brewell, Dr. Kat Marchant. And Catherine Brooks. You can catch us for History After Dark Live on Instagram most Wednesday evenings at 8.15pm. Make sure you're following us all on Instagram to get notified when we are going live. You can find our Instagram handles and details of where else you can find us in the show notes.